Hey, this is Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema. And we're live on YouTube right now. This is a live broadcast on YouTube.com slash C slash Low Res Wonder Bread. And uh, I think there's a character in there you're not even allowed to put in a URL. And uh, with me tonight, of course, is Hans. Hans, how are you doing? Apparently babbling while I was muted without realizing it. Um, good. Hey. Hello. Hi. I forgot what you said and I forgot what I was going to say. So, What do you got? Your Android blast? What is that? Your Blackberries making noise? You got emails coming in? Making and breaking deals live on the show? This is unbelievable. Hey, have you? what, hey, what do you think about uh, Johnny Knoxville's hair? Uh, it's gray now. That was, that, was, that was fun. I didn't realize that at the beginning of the movie, his hair was dark. And then... He came back from COVID, and all of a sudden he was Jamie Lee Curtis after Activia. That's right. It's, it was like that scene in It where Henry Bowers goes down into the sewers, and then he sees the giant spider, and his hair goes white, even though he's 12 years old. I think something like that must have happened to John. Maybe he got like a, a Me Too accusation. Maybe he got a letter in the mail that said, give me $50,000, or I'm going to say you raped me. And his hair went white, and that's why he looks like that now. So what happens in the movie? I I need to revisit uh, that movie because we're going to do an episode of another show on it. But. God damn, that would be a great jackass stunt is to just fake me two members of the cast one after another. Just say, hey, this girl's saying you sexually assaulted her. She's saying you fucked her underage daughter and tried to get her to watch. What's all that about, bam? What's happening here, bam? Are you? Oh, what are you pulling a Don Vito now, bam? You're fired, Bam. That should have been a great jackass sentence. Bam getting fired from jackass forever because he couldn't keep his Adderall addiction locked down. What's the prank? The prank is you just scare someone (laughs) so they think their life is over. You bring a cop, a mean cop, to beat him up a little bit? Yeah. They could do the whole Um, Jay Chandrasekhar bit, you know, the whole reverse terrorist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you were telling me before we started recording that you don't remember anything about Jackass Forever, right? It's hard to remember things about Jackass Forever because, well, here I only remember the things that I disliked and some minor things that I did enjoy because it's been a while since I actually watched it. But I did watch Jackass 4.5 this past uh, weekend because it went, I thought it went direct to Paramount+. Plus. No, they dropped it on Netflix, which is a very peculiar yeah. move, but I guess it, it could be smart advertising to get people to sign up for paramount plus if you're thinking well this is the this is like a an appetizer this is just to you know wet your palate a little bit and then the real movie the movie you want to watch or so you would think you would want to watch is over on paramount plus right now but that ain't the movie i would want to watch i'll just say right up front i said this on twitter as well i think jackass 4.5 is like three times the movie that jackass forever wound up being jackass forever feels very and i don't think this was the case i actually think this is entirely the doing of jeff tremaine and johnny knoxville uh it feels very corporatized feels very hey we're we're tugging on your heartstrings here and jackass 4.5 and jackass as a whole was never supposed to be about that it was supposed to be oh look at these uh retarded kids doing stupid things and hurting themselves that's what that was always what it was supposed to be with a video camera with a cheap video camera and they've gotten so far away from that that, and I felt this way watching Jackass Forever. They don't know what's good about Jackass. They can't see that anymore. They can't identify what was good about the series. 
Well, with the, with the third one, you have the gimmick of the uh, slow motion camera, right? The what's it, Phantom? I think it was called. And you have the dildo flying, and everything is slow motion, so that's kind of cool. Um, I don't think they had like even though when you watch four point five, like they they explain a lot of the process of how this got together during COVID and whatever. I don't know if I believe it a hundred percent, you know, because everything like. The way that they're presenting what they're saying it makes it sound like it would be a different movie that you're watching because what you end up watching is just this collection of very half-hearted old man pranks that maybe could have been funny if they weren't so sad and so lifeless and so soulless compared to everything that you've gotten before. Uh where I kind of wish that maybe if they had found a gimmick like on the third one, that yeah, the third one is not the best one. I think the best one is probably number two. Uh, but at least you have that gimmick that, okay, so at least visually is different. And they're doing, you know, pranks that work with this slow motion thing. So it's funny that way. This just felt like, hey, it's been a while since we've done one of these. Since we've done one of these. Uh, how about we get together and see what we can come up with? And then they go and shoot a bunch of random stuff. And it's like, all right, well, let's edit it together and see. Let's hope that there's a movie in here. You know, it didn't really feel like there was a lot of heart in it, even though they tried to convince you at every single instant of the movie that everyone loves each other and that everyone is everyone's best friend and that everyone's having the time of their life. But that didn't really come across on screen. Uh, Definitely not. I felt... I felt really bad for Dave England, but I think that was on 4.5, I'm not mistaken, where you, you can tell the effects of the psychological damage that this show has done to him, where he's just like nervous and just like, I, I can't be like calm ever in my life. Uh, and even things like that, I don't know. I, I feel like from what we've seen before, this really just felt like the death of it, you know? Like we're bringing together new people that... Okay, fine. Another Preston. All right. Okay, uh, Jasper is funny, I guess, and his dad, who's funnier on 4.5 than on the, on the fourth one, by the way. They used it much better on that one. But I don't know. It was missing that little spark of what the show and the movies used to be that I don't think was there anymore. And I don't know if that was Bam and Ryan Dunn. Maybe that's what, what it's missing, a little bit of that retardation from those two. I think that would have helped. I don't think that's really the source of the problem, though. My biggest thing with Jackass Forever was that it felt too cinematic. You know, I think they really enjoyed having the budget that they had. And the entire opening of the movie felt like it was too much. You know, those uh, here and there aren't that bad. Like what you were saying before, when they had the slow motion dildos going to screen. And I've mentioned the story on the before, the, the big Puerto Rican man who was sitting in front of me in the theater reaching out before he saw what it was. And then, <laughs> you know, uh, being disgusted when it did come to focus. No, I, I, I think there's just too much of that. And there's too much focus on these new people without any introduction at all, which 4.5 does a hell of a lot better. Like, I, like you were saying, whether you believe the stories or not, they at least give you time to know who these people are and why they were included. So with, um, with Poopies and, and uh, Zach and then the girl who Johnny Knox was just like, oh, I thought her, I liked her Instagram. It's like, yeah, she's clearly. funny on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, he adds that. He's like, oh, yeah, I just thought she was funny on Instagram. Sure, John. And then okay. she proceeds to do 
nothing funny throughout two movies because she right. doesn't really what does she do what does she do what's her what's her bit when they, she, when johnny knoxville needs an actor when he's in bad grandpa makeup she'll be the actress oh, that that they throw right. in there so it's not like it, she does her her thing where i think like she licks a a stun gun or something you know oh, yeah. and that's about the gist of what she's up to otherwise she's playing oh grandpa what are you doing Meanwhile, you know, Johnny Knoxville's trailer, she's just sucking him off. That's a real stunt. He's <laughs> sucking off Johnny Knoxville. Sucking off an old man. That's what they should have broken got. dick from, yeah. from every time he's been hit and he's bruised forever balls. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, that was a big, uh, big thing to note with 4.5 is, all right, well, they're at least giving us an opportunity to get familiar with these people, whereas forever... You know, maybe they really should have released it as like 3.9 or so. That doesn't sound as good as 4.5. No. I mean, 4.5 doesn't even sound good. They should have just called. I don't know. They should have done something with it, though. Maybe they forever should have just after. integrated <laughs> yeah, forever <laughs> after. Just uh, make it a three-hour movie. Three maybe. Jackass movie. Honestly, maybe. I think it. I think Jack. My opinion of Jackass Forever would have skyrocketed if they had those introductions. Right. Yeah, because you, how many years? 30? Since 30 years? It's something like that, if not since the series came out on MTV. You have About this long period. Okay. I'm, I'm not great at math. Uh, you have this, <laughs> this, <laughs> this whole friendship that we've seen for 20 years almost. Uh, and then you just introduce three, four new people. And it's like, well, this guy's name is Poopies because he doesn't know how to wipe his ass. That's it. And it's like, oh, cool. So I'm like, what am I supposed to like? It's just another like, who cares? You know, Zach, he's fat. So let's have him do a fat stuff. And OK, it's funny, but there's no there's no connection with the audience. I guess maybe because I've been watching it for so long that it just felt like filler. It just felt like um, we we can't do enough because we're old now or we don't want to because we're old now. And we have enough mm -hmm. money. We don't have to do this anymore. Uh, we don't have to go through the physical pain and trauma, so let's just throw these young, young people into it and have them do it. But then that just defeats the purpose of the whole series, which is just a bunch of friends trying to hurt each other, right? Exactly. And you know what? I think when you're, you're watching Jackass 3, you're starting to get the vibe that uh, people like Johnny Knoxville or Chris Pontius or Steve, whoever's off drugs at that point isn't wanting to do as many stunts. And so you see Dave England and Danger Aaron picking up the slack quite a lot. They're doing a lot of that in Jackass 3. They're yeah. definitely the standouts of that movie. And you know what? This might have been the case also, because I did revisit the entirety of the Jackass film series. Um, the actual series itself is very hard to track down, probably due to music licensing, I would assume. Um, Paramount Plus has started streaming collections of episodes. They can't do the full seasons. Uh, for whatever reason, where they'll give you selected episodes from the 2000 run. And um, there might have been like DVDs at one point that were put out or VHS tapes of the entire series that are, uh, you know, good luck finding them. You can probably get them on eBay for around 40 to $90, I would assume. But, uh, you know, it, it's hard to track the entire series now. But I, I did notice that absolutely Jackass number two was the right amount of production value and just stunt stunts uh, you know craftsmanship with the the kind of um daredevil market 
or right. daredevil uh, subgenre there. I think they didn't go overboard with that. Every every time they put the money to use, it was always like, all right, well, let's do uh, like a bull stunt, and we'll we'll, ha- we'll have it be something along those lines, as opposed to let's glam it up. Let's do yeah. we're we're gonna shoot at a uh, thousand frames per second, and there's gonna be fake semen that's dropped on a fake city. And people are going to be running, and then maybe like someone will get like a boxing glove to the face. Oh, okay. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna have the same prank of uh, fifty gallons of pig cum fall onto everyone on, during the interview, and then we're just gonna do it like four different times because it's funny. Mm-hmm. Very, very like low effort, you know. Very like worse. There's no invention. There's no creativity in it. Um, yeah, I just wanted to acknowledge. Something that Trembling Colors is saying here in the chat. It says, release your teenage jackass imitation videos in celebration, Loras. I should, shouldn't I? I guarantee you, (laughs) I guarantee you that video that we did when we were kids is probably slightly more entertaining than jackass forever. Hopefully less semen. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, it's sad because um, it, it makes you feel old. Because you just remember, all right, so, uh, and, and well, before, before I go into that, I, I wanted to go back to the Dender, Aaron, and, um, and uh, England, Dave England. I think they're the MVPs of the show and the, the movies usually because they're the two that, even though you can tell that they don't want to do the thing, they're always like, fucking fine, I'll do it. They're always the ones that get hurt the worst, and they're always the ones that get made fun of or like the worst prank uh it's always them uh and uh i don't know i feel like they're they don't get enough recognition because it's not johnny knoxville or bam margera so i think those two are at least my mvps or or all that it's always like the funniest so what what does that tell us does that tell us that they are very hungry for screen time or does that tell us that they're the worst with money out of anyone in the jackass group that's that's probably it yeah or not great at like um shaking hands and making deals with hollywood <laughs> you know yeah they're, they're definitely the most get, expendable if those two guys up. if those two guys disappeared then the casual jackass fan wouldn't know better they they wouldn't notice at all but those guys really do carry the weight of the entire especially in like the past 15 years they absolutely yeah. carry the weight of the entire series by the way, if you guys want to listen to our thoughts previously of what we were expecting with jackass forever we did an episode. It's the only episode we've done like this where we're looking toward a movie. Uh, we had Kenny, Kenny on, good old-fashioned actor, writer, comedian, poet, musician, Animation. Kenny Dorsley, animated cartoon, Kenny Dorsley, uh, to discuss what we were thinking Jackass Forever is going to wind up being now that uh, Bam was cut from the equation. So what, what do we learn about this? J- I mean, Jackass had an agreement with Bam, where he had to test positive and he couldn't test positive because he was on Adderall or something because he got diagnosed with ADHD and he was taking Adderall and maybe he was drinking or something. Maybe he was doing some other pills. Maybe he was doing something with a C in it. I don't know. Once you get diagnosed with HD, ADHD at 45 years old, is that, <laughs> <laughs> is that a now you're... Hey, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it sounds... And and it sucks because even in four point five there was no mention of him at all. It's like no. he never existed. He wasn't a part of this. And I, I not really sure how you could have brought him in 
if you really didn't want to bring him in uh, it's simple you, you just know, bring him in that's all you do is you just hey say hey bam can you be here tomorrow and if bam says yeah then you brought him in and that's how that goes so the prank is uh, whatever he's afraid of you just leave like a little uh just a, a trail of pills so that he can get to the prank and then into the snake into cage like, that's right that's yeah. what you do <laughs> again we'll bring that back 20 years later trap bam yeah. in the snake cage uh he is in jackass forever a lot of people i mentioned this i think on the monkey jones show a lot of people didn't catch this he is briefly in jackass forever and uh if you're not looking close enough you will miss him He's just, he does have a line even. He says something like, you okay, Steve-O? And then he offers Steve-O a hand in getting up. Because oh, yeah. that it was the, Which the prank? prank where, I think they were in tuxedos or he, something, uh, and trying to uh, like balance themselves, and they're running in place. I don't know, it's, it's been a second. I don't remember. Google, Google, uh, here, here's a quick Google. Make sure all your spicy tabs are closed. Uh, <laughs> type in, bam, jackass forever scene. And we'll probably see something. We'll probably see a screen cap or something that features him in that. Uh, he does pop up briefly. No mention, nothing. He's not featured in any of the behind-the-scenes footage that's featured in Jackass 4.5, which I I'll say is kind of surprising because they had a settlement recently. It's over. The whole beef between Bam and Jackass is supposed to be done, right? Financially, anyway. He got compensated at least enough for what he was supposed to get for participating in the movie. Um, they should be free to use whatever scenes he was in. And he did shoot a few days worth of material. So that exists. They could do a jackass 4.7 or something. Uh, did you find anything? Oh, Jesus. No, but I'm, I found one that has a couple of Bam Margera cameo videos where he's like, it's the first day on set. Um, <laughs> uh, but okay. That's so they unfortunate. Had him. All right. All right. So let me, should I play this? What do you what do you it's mean? Like, we'll play it. Is it a video of Bam on the set? So it's yeah, it's a video of Bam, and then it apparently points out where he was on the prank. So he was apparently on the on the diaper prank, you know, with the yeah the two fatties and the midget. Uh, hold on, let me. Uh, Is this somebody else's YouTube video? It's like a Jackets documentary clips. or something? Oh, okay, you know, what? I think I saw this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we can play hold this. On. Fuck it. Hold on, I think too. I need to do the video thing. Oh, oh, there we go. And All right, let's take a look. The first day on the fucking set. What up, CJ? So you I want to adjust the audio on this real quick? This day. might be a little too, a little too, too loud. Yeah. Okay. So he's C. He's a CJ. What up, CJ? So I just got to Los Angeles, and the first day on the fucking set, they throw dump snakes on me in pitch black night vision. So. The worst is over. I'm actually relieved that it's done. Look at that hairline. Jesus Christ. They're going to throw snakes on me at some point. I don't see anything wrong with it. happened right away. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see what they have in store for me now. Rock and roll. Why is he sending that in a cameo? That's kind of confusing. He's like, send an update. Damn, CJ ordered two cameos? <laughs> by jumping on a uh, full-speed treadmill with band equipment. Wait, is... Hold on. Oh, fuck. I wonder how much his cameos were because he's he's leaking scenes from the movie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> what like, is he God, doing? He's spoiling was, the movie. I was on set and Steve did this thing and hey CJ. Anyway, thanks for the ten bucks. <laughs> uh, full speed treadmill with band equipment. Like a fucking tuba. <laughs> so uh 
Yeah, I'm here at the clinic now taking a piss test. <laughs> Rock and roll. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's got some scars, too. Yeah, man. <laughs> okay, here we go. Damn, he's got like a very 80s PBS Mario Brothers body. Oh, shit, that is. Is that my third world country internet? Damn, I got a hard head. That's him in the background there. Oh, oh my god, he's bleeding. Oh, Jesus. My hairline is receding. Steve, are you okay? Somebody help you alright, Steve? Okay, this scene I did not catch when I was watching it. Uh, I don't know what's or worse, catch Bam in it, rather. Or these junkyard mattresses you gotta land on. Yeah. Look at that piece. That height. Preston or Zach. Well, they don't show him at all. His hand. A hand cameo. Oh. Ah, there we go. <laughs> Damn, they were very good about cutting him out. A little angel hanging in the air. <laughs> How far down is he? Damn. Eric Andre. There he is. Wow. Close to the bottom. Where was Chris Rabb in this movie? Rabb himself. Did you see Rabb himself in Jackass Forever? Because I certainly did not. No. All right, we're good with this. We're good with this. Kill it. Yeah. So, so what's uh, do you have an update on? I literally on just stuff? said, "How is Rab not in this?" And he said, "How is Rab not in this?" This is uh, impeccable. He was one of the cameramen, apparently. So he was doing some shooting. What'd you say? Do you have any up? Because I know that you keep up with him a lot. You have an update. On Bam, this? our good friend Bam, who did a very small appearance in Comfort Systems episode one. Yeah, I keep up with him all the time. Uh, he just posted an Instagram thing that said, I'm sober. I can't believe uh, God. Something like that. Yeah, sounds, I don't know. Why don't we take a look at that? Sober. Can you, can sounds you... sober enough. <laughs> yeah, what do you think of these new new people, though? What do you think of the new people? Because Bill the Butcher in our chat live chat right now, Laura's Wonder Bread on YouTube, thinks this new cast sucked. They just didn't do anything new like anything original you know i guess the the only new thing they said uh what is it ja jasper's dad is a gangster that's afraid of a lot of things that's it zach was fat so let's have him do fat things like we used to do with preston but he's like 50 now so let's not do that to him and then the girl just she was there and then you have poopies who's just another aaron or dave england i guess where he's just gonna be hurt Right. Yeah, Poofy is to so, me. I actually don't mind Poofy. He's probably my favorite of the new people, but he is essentially just an amalgamation of Dave England and Chris Pontius. Yeah, he's kind of just retarded. Yeah, and, and the whole thing about yeah, it's just he, he doesn't know how to wipe his ass, so that's why I call him Poofy. It's kind of funny that he's like a thirty-something, right? I don't know. Like, 
I'm I'm hoping he's not in his twenties. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think he's an uh, older thirty five. Okay, he's thirty five. Yeah, so, yeah. They brought so in. 35. Hold on, hold on. They wanted to bring in new younger people, and they brought in a thirty five year old man. Zach is thirty. He's like apparently. three years younger than Bam. Is he? I don't. Bam's not that old. Johnny Knoxville, I think, just turned fifty. Bam is forty two. All right, that's pretty close. It's almost three years. So. <laughs> sure. Yeah, uh, but I just think it's funny that his whole thing is like, yeah, I don't know how to wipe my ass and I'm 35. It's like, that's uh, it's kind of a sad. <laughs> that's, how, that's how you made it, yeah. Yeah. What do you... Do you, what do you like th- his, I, thought do you ja- like- I thought Jasper was a coward, personally. I saw Jasper a little nervous when it came to all these stunts. Well, he doesn't need this thing right well what happened to all the other odd future guys aside from tyler even frank ocean disappeared uh who's the who's the kid who got locked up in like a boarding school and there was like a free free earl Earl sweatshirt what is he doing he's he's great his music is just experimental now though he's it's weird it's a little weirder so you don't really hear about it that much I keep up with it. Bam looks fat as shit, by the way. <laughs> I'm going through his does. Instagram, and he, he really does look like Phil. Isn't that something that he said he just didn't want to look like him? Like that was one of his fears or whatever? They found a clip, I think, from like when he was 20 years old saying, oh, my worst fear is being like my dad. And he had a big mm-hmm. thing about turning into a fat slob. And yet, look where we are. Anyway. Uh, he'll be great on Celebrity Big Brother season four. <laughs> Celebrity rehab when they bring that back. Yeah, <laughs> that that would be fantastic. <laughs> uh, he can room with Eric Roberts when he actually needs to go on there. I got a text from Anthony by the way, like the day after we did the Pope of Greenwich Village show. He was like, "Oh man, I'm so sorry if I jeopardized anything with the Eric Roberts gossip." I was like, I don't think Eric Roberts gives a fuck what we say on this podcast. He's like, oh, man, okay. Wolfman got me scared for a second. I don't remember what he said. He said that he he did something bad to Julia Roberts or something. It came from the mouth of Vincent Gallo. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember that. Oh, by the way, that show is premiering. It's premiering in like an hour, right? I was going to tell you that. I said it. Back, I, I said it back to twelve thirty. We're all right. <laughs> oh, okay. We didn't start too right, late. Okay. We started only a couple of minutes after. Listen, if you're tuning in live right now, and we do have quite a few live viewers hanging out, be sure to leave a comment in the comment section. The live chat, you know, it's always very nice when you guys are chatting in the live chat amongst yourself. It's even better when you leave a comment in the comment section because that's really what soups up the algorithm to put this video out there to people and people do, you know, they'll talk in the live chat but they don't often comment and i appreciate the comments also hit the like button and also uh nah that's all i'll ask you to do for now just hang out relax we're gonna be talking about all sorts of stuff um so when did you watch did 4.5 hold on hold on hold, yeah. on hold on did you did you pay 100 bucks for like bam or Gerard cameo no because that's how much his cameos are now I would not listen. I like Bam. Jesus I do Christ. like Bam. I wouldn't spend a hundred dollars on a Bam cameo. That's especially that he, he hiked up the price. I'll tell you that right now. Especially when he can barely read what your message is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he doesn't care about a 
about a take two, and he's like, "Oh, oh this Hans uh, guy." Uh, it's like, oh, okay. you get what you Thanks get. Thanks for trying. Thanks for trying, Bam. Goddamn. Uh, yeah, but there are a hundred now, so. So he must be hurting. He must be having to pay the rehab facility uh, and running out of dough. Unfortunately. Poopies is also a hundred. Would you pay a hundred bucks for a poopies family? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'd give, I, here's the most I'd pay for poopies is uh, I'd probably pay a crisp $20 bill. And that's about as high as I'm willing to go. I'd probably try to like uh, haggle that down to eight bucks. That's what, what I would do. say though? Whoa, dude. That's, <laughs> I'd probably get it for like so... for Jerry's birthday. I'd say, "Hey Jerry, I got you a gift this year. It's poopies yeah. from Jackass it's your Forever." Favorite. It's your favorite <laughs> cast member from Jackass, Poopies. He's gonna show you his underwear that's got shit in it. Isn't yeah, that fun. I think that could be good. Um, who would you get for Jerry out of this jacket? This new and improved, some would say, jackass crew. Now that we've weeded out the week via car crash and drug test, who's the best of the jackass cast? Uh, the, the one that's made me laugh the most is probably Dave England because of all of his shit. His shit uh, skits always make me laugh the most. I, my, I think my favorite skits. skit... I think my favorite skit of this whole the whole series is when he just walks into a toilet store or a whatever store where there's a toilet there and he just takes a shit and just walks away and there's just a turd there that the workers have to deal with. Mm-hmm. I laugh so hard at that. And also the mountain one where it's like a volcano that's gonna, about to erupt and he's just him shitting. That, 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 that was, was Jackass, uh, the movie and Jackass For- number two. Yeah, those are classic. What do you have a favorite jackass stunt from any of the four primary movies or the three? Uh, how would you even really do you consider the point five movies authentic installments in the series? Because I, mm, I think I might, mm. because two point five isn't bad. Three point five is actually probably, in my opinion, uh, funnier than three, and that has more Dave England and. Um, Danger Aaron stunts in it that they did not include in the movie. Three is when they started to go a little Hollywood, a little too Hollywood for my taste. Uh, and I think that just had to do mainly with people being a little apprehensive about what they were doing without being intoxicated. Because that's, the, well, fir- that's that- the first instance of that. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? Before you can just get them to do whatever they- you wanted because it would just be on- in pills and on yeah. pills or drugs or alcohol or whatever. Uh, when did Jeff Tremaine become a producer of other things other than Jackass? Does that change the quality of the show at all? Uh, trying to That's a good it. question to ask. Well, he he did produce and oversee Loiter Squad. That was supposed to be the the little holdover period. That was like a second incarnation of Jackass. That had the same vibe as that, even though that was a scripted uh, sketch show. He also produced Nitro Circus and dude sons in america i don't know if you remember those there were i do remember more like those. foreign foreign jackass those were not nearly but, as charming and that's why they didn't take off and why they were better served as cameos on the jackass and wild boy shows yeah no after after the third one is when so you got <clears throat> loiter squad bad grandpa which um what do you think about the bad grandpa uh, I, I didn't see Gra- uh, Bad Grandpa 0. 0.5. Uh, 
is yeah, a one point five of that movie. I can't imagine uh, if if that's no. as entertaining or holds up when you don't even have like the anyway the structure that that keeps that movie going. Um, I think it's I think it's a funny skit. I I don't know if it works that well for the whole movie. I think they try to do like a Borat type of thing, but I don't know. It just, uh, I, I've only seen it once and I saw it when it came out. I think I even went to the theater and I was just like, oh, this doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't feel like, like the fact that they tried to add a narrative to it just took away from what I wanted to see, which was them interacting with regular people and pretending they're, you know, the old man with the long balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, adding that narrative that I couldn't give two shits about because that this is Johnny Knoxville wearing an old man with long ball suit, you know, uh, that took away from it. And that, that's probably why I haven't seen it since. Um, <laughs> I feel like every time they try to step away from the jackass bit, it just doesn't work. Uh, did you did you watch that uh, action park or whatever that thing is called with John and Knoxville too about that that was uh, loosely based on that New Jersey uh, amusement park where a lot of people get injured? Right, there was a documentary that was released on the actual park uh, yeah. that went direct to HBO Max. I thought it was very very good, aside from every interview with Chris <laughs> Gethard about it because he tried to make himself look. Like yeah. grizzled and tough, like oh yeah, one weekend you might go down to Action Park, the next you might be beating up Nazis in a tunnel, and that's just what <laughs> life was like for us as kids in the eighties. Like you, yeah. you, you, not you little wormy <laughs> fuck. Please, didn't you cry when like Tim Dillon was fake faking being a Trump supporter on your show on election night, and you had a problem with him, and then also with Shane Gillis for for calling him uh, an FAG or something along those lines. Well, he quit. He ended that podcast right after that because, episode. Because he was it happened. Like, I, did, I don't want anyone now it ain't to funny anymore. No, now not anymore because now he won. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. Hans, you shouldn't be smiling. It's not a joke. That man quit his show because he has integrity. Yeah, because, you know, uh, the the most important election in the history of the world was when Donald Trump got elected. And that was an existential threat. So he had to quit his show and put all of those people that were doing his show out of work so that he could fight the power. And then he didn't do shit. <laughs> then he not, just didn't have a show now. That's not true. He did an HBO special. He did a stand-up comedy special that was essentially male Nanette. You know, it was uh, I'm a neurotic, insecure male and I have to go to therapy because I guess I was diagnosed with anxiety disorder. And if I go outside, you know, I kind of have a similar demeanor to a scared chihuahua. And that's Chris Gethard's whole thing. And that's what that special was. And I'm glad uh, it doesn't really seem like his career's going anywhere since he quit his program. Well, that's what everyone wants to see now, right? An hour special of a little meek man telling you about how much of a bitch they are that's very funny they should have added him to the jackass crew he would have been great in jackass forever <laughs> just jewishly complaining about everything just could you imagine someone no. gives him like a sack whack and then he just takes down the entire production through like a title nine lawsuit he's a, a, a th- twitter threat take takes down a dick house completely <laughs> <laughs> just just ruins them it's a matter of time. How long do you think before that happens? What, Dick House? Yeah, like, yeah, that, that group getting taken down via some sort of allegation, some sort of a 
assault because it's all run through Paramount, right? And Paramount, they're scared. They're as scared as any other big company. <laughs> so it ain't going to take much for that that house to crumble. Maybe it's going to be, what's the new girl's name? Rachel being like, yeah, you know, before I did the movie, oh, I did yeah. have to... I, I didn't have to perform fellatio on Johnny Knoxville. And he said, yeah, we're going to make you a star after he nutted on my eye. You know, something like that they might come out. recorded us a bit, yeah. Yeah. He farted on my face as he came on my titties. <laughs> what like was the James humiliated. Dean thing? What, was, what were they saying James Dean did? Like where he would run his fingers under his balls and then like shove them in a girl's nose. He was oh, doing that. God. <laughs> It'll be something like that. <laughs> Maybe Danger Aaron will just have enough, and he'll say, "Nah, I I was raped on Jackass Three. I have the real ass dude. Yeah, <laughs> just the the sweat at the bottom of your what an asshole. You know that deserves more cancellation than Bill Cosby. <laughs> That's more <laughs> disgusting than when Cosby did. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't know <clears throat> I don't know, but it's it's funny when they try to cancel like a a porn guy that. Like their whole thing is that yeah he's he's fucking women violently, and then all of a sudden he's like well he kind of choked me a little bit too hard that one time. It's like that Rocco Freddy guy that was known for just like hurty fuck women. That's probably not the best way to put it. Uh, and then they try to cancel him too, but he's like Italian. Like what are they gonna do in Italy? Nothing. Like they don't care. They have yeah. better things to worry about than that shit. But this only happens in America, so did it really affect them at all? Right. You know, uh, I it almost seems like they're impenetrable just because of how male the yeah. cast and crew are. Like, you have to have a certain demeanor to work in that kind of environment where that behavior is uh, not even just, like, acceptable, but it's expected of everybody. So I feel like that what does... Can you yeah, what can ahead. you take from them, too, right? Because, like, the only one that has a career outside of that is, I guess... What Steve-O does stand up, right? His podcast and then Johnny is Knoxville. very popular. Okay, and then Johnny Knoxville, who's kind of has a movie career, but then he started producing a bunch of shit. Who's the most Hollywood one of the bunch, right? Everyone else, I don't know what they do. I don't know what like I don't know if they're living of residuals of Jackass or whatever. But you don't really see any of them, uh, you know, in Hollywood or like in movies or like acting or related or anything like that. So canceling someone that only shows up every 10 years to make a jackass movie sounds like a pointless exercise. You know, mm -hmm. it has to be some power to this person for them or for or, or for them to be popular in some way for for people to want to take them down. And, and I I can't imagine anyone looking at Dave England being like, you know what? This is the guy that we need to take down <laughs> when he's just like shaking in the corner because he's afraid of someone doing something to him, you know? So maybe just something to do with that. I don't know. I don't think anyone thinks of them as like successful other than Johnny Knoxville, even though I'm sure they live a very comfortable life. But just because of that, because they never became like that, you know, Hollywood person that, that only Johnny Knoxville ended up becoming. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah, uh, there's been plenty of opportunity, most, more than likely, to at least contort that and have a small enough chunk of the jackass audience who'd believe that to where it might have some sort of effect on Paramount where they'd get a little antsy. Uh, but that hasn't happened. So, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe it'll just never arrive. Although maybe now that you have a more inclusive jackass, that will arrive sooner than later. We'll see. Uh also, 
Jasper uh, Coward. Jasper's father, however, <laughs> uh, much much more entertaining, uh, just begrudgingly doing uh, for who knows why, uh, doing many of these stunts both in Jackass Forever and Jackass Four Point Five. Yeah. Uh, where they have him in the plane where he's going to parachute out, where he's already nervous as it is. <laughs> but then they're like, oh, no, we we lost control of the plane. It's going to crash. That's the pretty whole great. T- the whole time they'll, they're going off, Joe Nixby is like, oh, 3,000 feet up. Oh, look, that's 5,000. Oh, we just hit 6,000. And he's just next to him with his eyes closed because he doesn't even want to open his eyes in the plane. It's great. Uh, I don't think Jasper did anything... I don't think anyone did anything memorable in this movie, though. That's the thing. Uh, as we kind of chatted briefly before we started recording, um, I watched this, I think it was last week when when we originally thought we were going to record this. I don't remember anything from it other than... Uh, I don't know. Like, the... No, not, I, I can't even think of... Uh, John Luxley got hurt really bad in, in something. I can't remember what it was. Something related to another bull, probably, but I might be remembering three or two instead. Like I don't, like there, there wasn't. It was missing that memorable one or like that big one, you know. That uh, you have like the the one you mentioned, the one with Jay Chandrasekhar with uh, with uh, pubes on his face, which closed that movie. That one was hilarious, and it was like a huge prank. Uh, and and this one didn't really have anything like that. It felt like. Like things, uh, sketches were or just the pranks were moving along, but then once it ended, it was kind of like, oh, I, I, I guess we just saw a bunch of like B side pranks, and and that's it. You know, there wasn't, there wasn't anything, anything exciting or anything memorable. Uh, with the third one, the one thing that I remember is like the intro and the the closing of it were very elaborate, but they were still funny. So they were still, even though you could see the budget there, they were still implementing it into the funny. So that worked for me. Yeah. But here, it was it, it just it, it was just tired and 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 soulless and and like it was missing something you know you know what i think putting it in the in the way you just did that these are b-side pranks feels so correct feels so accurate to what we're seeing on screen uh how much of this do you think is just the fact that you don't have bam's crew in the mix because yeah losing bam and in my opinion the order of important to least important jackass members is something along the lines of Johnny Knoxville is most important because he's the face. Then you have Bam. Then you have Steve-O, Chris Pontius, Wee Man, uh, maybe Dave England, maybe Danger Aaron, and then Preston's least important. Because you could easily swap him out with Zach or any fat guy, and it's essentially the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, especially now but, that he's lost some weight, so he just looks like a deflated pear. Yeah, he just looks <laughs> like John Wayne Gacy. What John Wayne Gacy looked like <laughs> at the end of his life. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but, yeah, but my point uh, was, you, you lose Bam, you lose, uh, what's his name? God, what is, what is, uh, what is Ryan Brandon? Bran- yeah, well, yeah, oh. we lost. <laughs> Ryan right, Dunn's been lost. Yeah, Brand- Brandon, De- yeah, he was a little. Something like that. Yeah. rambunctious fellow uh rab himself is uh designated cameraman on on this one i guess he's not really in it and then you also have right. rake yawn remember rake yawn he had a very jeff 
Burke-esque appearance with big frizzy hair, big Pennywise hair. Uh, he was like a chemist or something. He was oh his big thing was he was really off put by mustard. It really got under his skin. And of course, they covered <laughs> him in name? mustard one time, and he did not have a fun reaction at all. He was just like very deflated and disgusted. Rake yawn. He didn't really add anything too exciting, but he was a character. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Oh I I, I thought you were talking about the guy that. That just always looked kind of dirty and like a little rat. And it was always like, oh, cool, dude. But I don't remember like if he ever did anything. He was just around. Uh, I think he had like a mustache and, and glasses maybe. I don't know. I might be confused with uh, something else. But There's two other guys we're guy? forgetting. There's a uh, druggy guy who just got sober recently whose name I am forgetting right now. And also the main dude who shot like CKY and all that other stuff. God, I'm forgetting his both their names. No, no, no. It's not his brother. I follow at least one of these guys on Instagram. Um, and he's got like his own channel. And he was going to remaster the CKY films of the late 90s and put it out on Blu-ray. And he did a crowdfunding thing over that. But then he wound up getting a sponsor of funding a bunch of the money. God, why am I not thinking of this guy's name? This is who I was talking about. This guy. Oh, that guy. Yeah. No, I, I don't remember what his name is. He's probably, he's look, he's in a flop house somewhere. <laughs> he, he's probably nodding <laughs> off on a park bench. Oh, well, you lost a, a lot of these fellas on this one. So Bam's whole crew, the whole Pennsylvania crew is out. And in my opinion, that makes up like a, a, a good chunk of the vibe of jackass and that's another reason why this one does not quite feel like the other three especially but the first th two do you think that having bam in that state that he is now or was when they were shooting this movie would have made this better in any way yes though? yes yeah just having Definitely. them just like whatever just... they were all in bam's state during the best of the movies i don't think that would have mattered i think that would have been fine um I think it maybe would have been a little sad to look at for some people who are too <laughs> hyper aware of these things, maybe. But uh, no, I think it would have definitely improved the movie. I don't. I don't think there's any question about it. The guy was called Loomis Fall, by the way. Right. That's okay. The, that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess you're right. I guess it really depends on what kind of image they were trying to put out with this uh, movie, because. The fact that they're all, well, I don't know if they're all sober now or not, but I think most of them are, right? So I guess trying to step away from that image of them just being drugged or drunk and doing stupid shit. But at the same time, like you just edit it so it works and just like, it's difficult to say because I don't know how much of a fucking headache it is to have a drug, uh, like a, a drug addict like that on set where you're just trying to have fun and it just depressed and sad and being belligerent uh but yeah like like yeah they could have just edited that part out and then let us enjoy everything else i guess yeah uh also it was just cleared up in the live chat here by dan l novak is the druggie slunk wrote novak is clean for like three years now or something like that he tried getting bam clean a couple of times yeah, that is exactly who I'm thinking of. Is uh, Brandon Novak, Brandon I believe Novak. his name his name is. And then um, there was another guy too. 
who was the the one behind uh, Joe France. Joe France is the one who is remastering CKY currently. I don't believe he has any involvement in Jackass Forever, Jackass 4.5. This is all Jeff Tremaine and Johnny Knoxville. Oh, this France guy has a podcast with Brendan Novak, apparently. Yeah, they do. Um, It's not really consistent. It used to be. uh, It is not. I think as of uh, the COVID pandemic, they kind of hit the brakes on that. And Joe France has become like more of a like a right wing sort of guy. Uh, he really wasn't before. So if you're not into that sort of thing, probably don't tune into that. Um, yeah. But Hey, are you excited about the fact that Paramount plus has announced that they're going to do a limited series of Jackass with this new group? Isn't that going to be grand? isn't that grand isn't that exciting (laughs) why we just saw them and they were not the best part of the movie so this is why these streaming companies are failing because they're focusing on the wrong part of the things we like who who can't like what are we gonna see them get fucking hurt Oh, oh, the fat guy just got slapped on his tits again. And oh, look, there's a bruise there. Like they're not adding it unless the girl comes up with because she and and I feel bad saying the girl. I just don't know what her name is. Rachel. Was it Rachel? It might be Rachel. I don't know. The girl didn't really do anything or bring any type of character to the show. So why would I want to see her? What? Get hurt. And then you have Jasper who's just going to look afraid always and then he's just gonna do the thing and gonna act really hurt i don't even look i don't think the girl is the most uh <laughs> offensive member of the new group i think oh god there was a guy from <laughs> it's i mean it, it's kind of jasper isn't it but ja- here's the thing jasper at least contributed his father he like offered right. his father up as a sacrificial goat dark shark was jasper's dad's name his own uh, cell phone, like he made his, like he gave his nickname to himself, by the way. Yeah. Dark Shark, that's, right? That's, yes, that's great. That's always good when someone, uh, you know, gives Louis J. Gomez themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, who, all right. Who, let, why don't we go through the entire roster of the new people? Because we, we covered Poopies, we covered Zach a bit. Uh, Rachel, or as I like to call her, uh, Orifice. That's a you know that's that's what they were calling her on set. I think that's what Knoxville was calling her in the dressing room. Uh, and you have Jasper. Then you have a South African actor, right, who worked with Knoxville on Action Park. Did you? That's, yes, I, remember. I believe so. I, uh, I I don't remember his name. Let's take a look at this. Uh, the IMDb might not be most ideal, yeah. but because I don't think these people all have. Uh, photos they're not paying I, for imdb pro 20 bucks a month oh this is this is the other black kid right eric monaco is that his name yeah that was okay. the other i think the, the other black kid that they keep barely yeah he barely showed up in the movie that's the one i think that says he that he worked in action point so yeah action park was the, about, right? the real place action point was the name of the movie is this who we were talking about? Yes, this is who I was talking about. Uh, most okay. forgettable so by far. I don't remember yeah. a single thing that Eric Menaka did in Jackass Forever or Jackass 4.5. What did he do? Can so someone in the chat tell us what he did in either of these movies that was 
funny or memorable. Hey, why is Lionel Boyce so far away from everyone else on these lists? Why did they include him so far to the right? Is he is he a guest appearance? Who? Lionel Boyce. Oh. See? I don't even know. You just forget about Lionel Boyce. <laughs> Can we click on his profile? What is it? Oh, oh Lionel Future. from Odd Future is the, okay. big, the big black kid. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, what did you think about Eric Andre in this movie? Or these movies? I think I think he was fine. Uh, I, they didn't really use him that much. It's it's difficult, I think, to, to add people that kind of do similar things, but then you could tell that he was kind of afraid and uncomfortable on set because he wasn't in control of everything. So you could tell that he was like, oh, fuck, like I'm the victim now. And, and I don't know how comfortable he was in that, but he really felt like, you know, famous person. Let's add him just like that Machine Gun Kelly prank. What the fuck was that? Like, literally, what the fuck was that? A hand? They're on a bike, and then the hand, hit, hand hits him, and, oh, he fell to the pool. Was that really needed to be added to the movie other than, hey, this is a famous person? You know, there was really nothing to that prank at all. Right. Something they've done before, yeah. but it's just, like, a famous one. So that's what I mean about, like, the soullessness of it, that it's just, like, like this is not inventive. This is not funny. This is not entertaining. It's just, this is our friend, and you recognize him, right? And that that... Uh, it's kind of shitty uh, I didn't mind the inclusion of Tyler the creator I thought uh, that whole sequence is actually pretty amusing in Jackass Forever but yeah I agree when it came to uh, the Machine Gun Kelly bit and uh, you know Eric Andre I did not mind all that much either because he did uh, get a couple of lumps from his time on the set uh, but for the most part it did feel unnecessary Uh in terms of just how much screen time they wound up eating up. Because if you think back to, I think it was the original Jackass film, um, Brad Pitt just pops up and he's hanging out. Oh, right. So they, they've never been above, all right, well, this person's famous. Why don't we just include them? But listen, Machine Gun Kelly is no Brad Pitt. <laughs> I, I still love, by the way, that Spike Jones is still involved. He's like an Oscar winner, and he's still like, yeah, I'm here with my friends watching them get hurt. That's pretty cool of him. But uh, And it's kind of an odd mix if you don't really know about his background on like video. I think he was like a video music video director, right? And like skate videos he would make before he became... I think, a, was he involved like with Big Brother Magazine director? before... All of that. This all st- see the, the for those who don't know, Jackass is CKY and Big Brother magazine coalescing into yep. one thing, and MTV giving it a lot of people. The the big hipster take nowadays is actually that all died with Jackass. Jackass was actually the end of that. And listen, you, I I do feel like there's plenty of people out there who are fully warranted to be more in like a CKY camp and, and finding that more funny or more charming than anything with Jackass. But come on, that's a very snobby take. Like, oh, no, actually, you know, when yeah. it started was the, the real end of it. That was the worst of it. It's like, no, yeah. it wasn't. No, that's not true at all. They were reusing the same like three bits in CKY 2, 3, and 4, you know? Like, come on. Anyway, uh, yeah, with Spike that, Jones. With that one song? Without one song from them that everyone else, that everyone knows, but then name another one, and it's like, oh, I, I don't know. Is it just me? Yeah. <laughs> you know that one Tony Hawk for a skater song? Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, yeah, Spike Jones, Jeff Tremaine, uh, Rob Diedrich. Diedrich. 
Sure. Jason Lee, Jonah Hill, and Gavin McInnes were apparently media personalities that were attracted to the magazine when that was out. Is that right? Yeah, that's what Wikipedia says. Did you watch yeah. the documentary? Uh, yeah, there's a documentary that was on Hulu. Uh, it's that called Dumb. Was about, yeah. yeah, that's actually very, very well done documentary and very enjoyable. And yeah. yeah. They just plop Gavin McInnes in there like he didn't have the last five years he had. I mean, he did come up with Vice, right? You can't. Take he did. That away from they him. like they love erasing all of his creative achievements because he's Gavin McInnes, and you know, there's plenty of un- <laughs> there's there's plenty of unsavory opinions and just questionable taste in general uh, surrounding that whole thing, uh, which I don't really have an opinion on one way or the other. But uh, yeah, it's, it was just kind of strange to see. Oh yeah, I, I forgot. That's Remember right. When he was mentioned and things like that, where he was a very prominent punk rock or figure in the punk rock movement from the '90s or whatever, and now it's like, who? Gavin Mac? What? The proud guy? Yeah, no, we don't know. The proud know guy. Him. That's right. He should write. That should be his autobiography. <laughs> is the proud guy. The proud guy. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, no, he was in that scene. He, uh, you know, he's he's part of that history, that that lore. Um, and as far as like Big Brother Magazine or all the talented players involved, uh, you know, I don't really have much to say about that. Uh, Jeff Tremaine is talented enough to be able to survive on his own. I did actually, for, for the shit I was given Machine Gun Kelly not long ago, I thought The Dirt which was also Pete Davidson's in that movie. Really atrocious cast, but uh, they're fine in it. The Dirt, which was like a Netflix movie about Motley Crue, uh, is a pretty enjoyable piece of direct-to-streaming filmmaking, which is uh, uh, rarer by the day, I'll tell you that right now. Uh, and it's probably only going to get worse since Netflix is cutting back on the on the budget. Um, and, uh, it, it you know, I, I don't think that they're offering a... Uh, an advertising or advertiser version of um, Netflix is really going to increase their odds of, of making anything worthwhile. Uh, I don't think they're going to learn their lesson from taking a financial hit. Uh, but not that the dirt is anything to like hold up and say, oh, wow, look at this piece of gold uh, that we discovered in this big old pile of shit. But are it's you, one of the better ones. Are you upset about Netflix canceling uh Ibram X. Kendi's anti-racist baby animated show. Is that right? There was going to be an anti-racist baby series? Yeah, let me show you. <laughs> oh, please do. That's very unfortunate. You know, there's so many racist babies out there. They need to learn. They don't know any better. Aren't there statistics about babies being, like, terrified of black doctors or something more than white doctors? I don't know. I thought yeah. I heard that. So anti-racist yeah, like baby. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on with the anti-racist baby? Look, it's almost, uh, what is that art style called? It's been called Globo Homo. Bad at, is, it, is, it, is it bad at art? <laughs> is it a bad at drawing? Is that what that's called? <laughs> is it ugly? <laughs> what is it? Can someone in the chat please tell us the official name of the art style that occupies literally everything? You can't ride a New York City subway without seeing that fucking art, that blocky art. Um, or sign on to Facebook or look at uh, Seamless or Grub or any of these services. They all have the no, no face, no features, just like, oh, it's like it's a children's yeah. coloring book figure. Ugly, ugly fe- shit vectors, in the world. 
just flat vectors with no mm -hmm. depth or anything. Yeah. Also, look at this. Exactly. Look at this father's feminine lips. Look at his feminine, cute lips. That's what they want men to be. That's what they want fathers to be. Is feminine, kind cute of, lips. Kind of fat, you know. Kind of. If you thick. pan up a little more, he's probably got like very nice eyelashes, very prominent eyelashes, like that one Hispanic actor who played the mayor in The Dark Knight. I was on a couple of seasons of Lost. Ben Lenato in the uh, chat. Message retracted. Uh -oh. Changed his mind. Uh -oh. How are you doing tonight, Ben? We got to get you on this show soon. Um, Anti-racist baby. So why did they can't? Why did they pull the plug on this? Everybody's getting hold scared on, on, of being woke these days. Sounds like no. Sounds like well, not freedom of speech to me. Sounds like censorship to me. Well, Netflix tried to go the race route with the Obamas, right? Didn't they produce a couple of things that were like insurrection or like some shit like that? And then they did the Harvey Weinstein thing. No, no, Harvey Weinstein, uh, Epstein, right? Uh, and and there was just a lot of projects that were being greenlit by Netflix where they realized that they're just making this for like who's the target like who's the target audience for this listen to this it's based on a book that was also written by him a, ser a series of animated vignettes set to music for preschoolers sounds great put your baby to like, bed it's I guess if you're a bad liberal parent would sit your children in front of this, but what the, the four-year-old is going to care about race. Like, you know what I mean? Like who's the, if it was for Netflix kids and maybe sold that way. Sure. But this is sold as, uh, I don't, I don't even know like who the target audience for this is. Is for so you to educate your child so they don't become racist when they're older. Like I, this is why I'm glad that they're failing. You know, they're losing a shitload of money because it's like, look at the projects that you're fucking green lighting. Right. Well, listen, you know, aren't you scared, though, about there being more racism without this? I, I, I've never seen racism in my life. That's I've not never... true, Hans. Listen, I remember <laughs> you were drunk and I think you were talking about getting kicked out of a nightclub one time and there being racism in right. England. I do remember that vividly. What do you have to say for yourself? You did experience racism on the streets of of London. The only racism that I've experienced is from my own people uh, because I don't look Mexican and I've caught two or three times Mexicans talking shit about me in Spanish thinking that I don't speak Spanish and I would go and say something in Spanish and the look on their face is great. But I've never, like I've never, I guess because I can pass as like a a white person that I've never experienced any type of like discrimination or anything like that other than from being fat no that's worse uh, but racism no never really just well, growing up fat and an autistic <laughs> so what is going to take the place of this since anti-racist baby got the boot is like peacock going to pick this up is this going to be is this going to be a hulu exclusive now i mean disney seems to be hurting a little bit over trying to push things in the direction of uh you know the 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 mainstream liberalism but uh with netflix i mean they're putting out you know I, I here's what i see here's what i see for every instance of that i also see them putting out press releases or, or um whatever they're, they're telling their employees listen if you don't like a special here then uh hit the bricks beat it kick rocks right and then what do you see? You see like Tucker Carlson's company or Ben Shapiro's company going, ha ha, 
Netflix is now on our side. And that's not the case. That's far from the case. So not at all. You're just trying to claim little petty victories that don't exist. That's what that really is. Um, because I'm reading things like this. I mean, it it literally comes down to, yeah, who is the audience for that? I guess it's, uh, 36 year old liberal women, uh, who aren't having kids. Exactly. Maybe, (laughs) maybe plopping their child in front of that. I mean, they're not happy. You're right. It doesn't Are they going to learn? <laughs> Are they going to sit in front of the vignette just being like, you know what? This is very interesting. This is teaching me a lot about this anti-racist baby that uh, ref- doesn't refuse to eat Chinese food, I guess. Like, what What the fuck is a baby going to do? Like, how are they racist? You know what I mean? Like, that's why I compared it to a dog because it's like, you know, I, I'm not going to go into it. So, so we have a neighbor here that one time kicked one of our dogs. So now every time he walks by, they bark at them. But he's like the only person that they bark at in the neighborhood, so he looks kind of racist. But it's just because he fucking kicked them one, so of course he hates them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't really know what I was going with that story. Uh, what were we? Dogs and babies are racist because they don't know yes. any better. They just go on exactly because they don't know any better. So like, what's the? I don't understand the point of the series. Like, what are the? <laughs> what are you gonna uh, teach liberal women with this anti-racist baby? Because I guess that's the only type of person that will watch it right yeah i think so hey what do you think is like a worthy successor to jackass because you you here's the thing that made jackass great and this comes back to what i was saying at the beginning of the show what they don't understand with jackass forever they like to harp on hey we've been around for 20 years now and you grew up with us you grew up watching this and doesn't it give you fuzzy feelings to now see Johnny Knoxville with fake gray hair? Because if he just let his hair be normal, it would be like my hair. It would probably look like Red Bar or somebody and just have like gray streaks. But no, he's got a full head of gray hair. He's really probably, he probably thought about it when they stopped filming. It was like, you know what? It'll really tug at the heartstrings and make people feel like we've been here for a long time. If I'm a full silver fox, if I get a full head of gray. Um. And that was the wrong approach with that because you're talking about a movie, you're talking about a series where people are hitting each other in the balls where people are like dumping bugs and shitting, you know, that that's the kind of series we're talking about. You don't need that sort of stranger things, Disney nostalgia element uh, disguise to throw over that Uh, it's putrid. It's repugnant. I don't Mm -hmm. like that one bit. It feels very insincere. Um, So I think 4.5 corrected some of that and introduce those. But the big thing was, it wasn't ever about the stunts necessarily. You could have watched yeah. episodes of these guys just hanging out, having a fucking meal, shooting the shit, and it would have been as enjoyable or as funny. Uh, that's my opinion. I think that's the opinion of a lot of fans of Jackass and CKY and all of the uh, uh, you know, satellite affiliate shows and, and films that they've done. So what takes that spirit? Well, it's a, the reason why podcasts are a thing right uh you want to see people that you like discussing things that you might be interested in uh maybe there wasn't that much discussion on, on jackass but you could see that there are friends that that got along and had fun with each other and that was the spirit of the show was <clears throat> with this movie i feel like they're trying to pull exactly what you just said about like like a stranger things type of thing where it's uh <clears throat> hey remember this thing hey remember how much fun you had watching this with your friends uh drinking mountain dew in front of the t- tv in your uh what is it cathode ray tube tv but i don't think it added anything new i don't think it 
it was necessary, and that's the saddest part because how long has it been since Jackass Three? Ten years, right? Something. Yeah, like it's that? been ten, a little over ten. I mean, they started rolling on this movie in 2020, and Jackass 3D. I I think I might have this wrong. It was 2010 or 2011? It was right around that time. So it's been about ten years. Because I think that's the saddest part that after four movies, it seems like the even the people that are making them or the people that have been part of Jackass for the longest time didn't understand why Jackass was successful and why people liked it. Because this movie doesn't feel like it has any connection to, uh, you know, the, the, the I guess the, the history that fans would have with it. They're introducing new people and then they are kind of trying to like pull out your heartstrings, but at the same time, it's kind of like, I don't know if this was needed, you know? Did you really need to see sad old jackass guys and now we're going to be replaced by people that are not as interesting as we were and that don't have the the friendship or connection that we all have it's just like new people like i after watching it and and uh, even though just like you i enjoyed 4 4.5 more than than 4 it, it, it kind of felt like when uh jim carrey came back for dumb and dumber and it's just dumb, like, what's dumb the... and dumber too yeah oh yeah. man because you know it's like what's the what's the point you're not adding anything new like you're not bringing anything new to the table it's just like this is the same movie but what 20 years later and why you know uh by the way we just got a super chat from slunk five dollars thank you very much uh if you guys want to do that and have a message read just keep it you know, don't get us, don't have anything that could be potentially damaging out of context if you just clip that. Like, hey, Hans, could you say, and then like a string of numbers that mm. means the, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just N words. Uh, thank you very much, Slack. Uh, we're going to be doing more of these, especially if people keep doing things like that. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Then who needs a Patreon, right? We'll just do it live. Yeah. Was that a quote that Bill O'Reilly said? We'll do it live. We'll do it uh, fucking live. Over, he just got very heated, very angry. Tyler Cook, Dumb and Dumber Two was awful. Boy, you're telling I me. Even... I went to the theater I... to see that. Oh, out of I misplaced even... nostalgia. Yep, I did that. Yeah. I made the mistake of watching uh, Dumb and Dumberer, right? And then after that, I was mm. like, "Fuck this!" It's like I'm not gonna fall for this shit again. And then when that second one came out. And in that trailer, you see how tired and old Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels. Jeff yeah. Daniels look, where it's just like I know. Jeff Daniels looks sad. particularly lethargic in that. Like Jim Carrey yeah. looks dried out, and I don't think any old yeah. man should be looking as dried out as that. That's probably why Christopher Walken and Christopher Lloyd don't get work because they look so so pruned. You know, they look like uh, you put them in like a air extractor, and they just like death. They look like just, uh, Indiana Jones fucking uh, bad guys at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Just terrifying Skeletors. I'm just glad that uh, he hasn't resorted to... Well, he probably has a cameo now that I think about it. Christopher Ooh. Lloyd, because cause oh, he could have no. gone the he could have gone the Eric Roberts way, you know, where he's just like, well, I'm a recognizable face that people remember from Back to the Future and other things. So now I'm just going to act on whatever I can because... My house burned down a couple of years ago or whatever. You know, I'm glad that even though he's probably not on my favorite movies now or hasn't done anything that I can even think of for years, 
I'm glad that he hasn't turned into that, you know, Bruce Willis with dementia actor, where it's just like, yeah, whatever. Just I'll just put a, a earpiece in my ear and I'll repeat whatever you say, you know, because how old is Christopher Lloyd? Like eighty something? He's got to be. 70? He's got to be in his mid eighties at right? this point, I would yeah. assume. Uh, you got to think. Uh, well, Mickey Rourke's pushing seventy. Eric Roberts is pushing seventy. Christopher Lloyd seems like he's ten years older. He's 83. He's 83. Yeah. So the fact that he hasn't gotten into that point of his career or when he started doing like kids movies or something like that, you know, I'm sure he's now that I think about it, sure he's done a couple. But you know what I mean? Like that's that's what usually happens with older actors where, you know, I can't get work anymore because uh, I'm old. So I'm just going to do whatever I can still do with my name, you know, that would get me like. Like an Eric Roberts. Well, what? <laughs> like you, hold Eric on a second. Roberts. What did Christopher Lloyd do aside from the Back to the Future films that warrant such like a view of integrity with his career? Because I'm I'm struggling to think. I think we're confusing Christopher Lloyd and Christopher Walken here. <laughs> Maybe I just appreciate his performance in Back to the, the Back to the Future trilogy more than I should. Because now that you they mentioned that, I'm trying to think. Adam's Family, he was good at, and uh, mm. I don't know what I don't know what else. Yeah, he's that's maybe Roger I, Rabbit. Honestly, he he was great in Roger uh, Rabbit. Okay, all right. Hey, by yeah. the way, all right. Look, I uh, I might have watched the Chip and Dale Rescue. Look, I I've been off uh, anything Disney. Uh, I've been okay. off anything Disney produced <laughs> for for as long as I can remember. Maybe ten years now. And I did watch this Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie, and I got to say, Wait. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the so Chippendale we... Rescue Rangers film. Are you an old fan of Chippendale Rescue Rangers? Not especially. I mean, I used to watch yeah. Chippendale Rescue Rangers when I was a child, but sort of. I watched DuckTales too. I watched Darkwing Duck. You know? Yeah, those were awesome. What was the other one? A Tailspin. That was the the one that you were missing, I think, from the that Disney block. Tailspin. Uh, what was Tailspin? Is Baloo from the Jungle Book? It was a pilot, and then there was like monkeys and. You know, I didn't even watch you know? that shit. Really? You don't remember Telspin? Telspin was awesome. There's no. There's like a I don't, I don't Genesis like video game. Conversations going. Nah, Genesis video games. I didn't play Sega either. <laughs> that was all poor kid shit. The fucking Sega. Well, Gross. listen. Fucking third world country. What do you want? Here we go. Okay, let me find it. Maybe you'll remember it. What should be like your favorite buckaroo thing. bonsai says puberty have you seen buckaroo bonsai yeah that movie rules nah let's you not play this? disney on the show or else the stream's oh, gonna oh, get oh, shut oh, down oh. remember listen Fuck. we've done I this i forgot too That's many times point. now this is horrible uh yeah no listen um <laughs> listen it's uh it's it's not a bad movie. It kind of made me laugh a couple of times. It's Chippendale because they had the Lonely Island uh, directing it and producing it, and they oh, fun. they made they some rap. No, like, yo 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 with squirrels and <laughs> no, chipmunks, fun. right? I don't, I don't, um, no, chipmunks, right? I don't like that I picked squirrels because what rhymes with squirrels? <laughs> like that's how you can tell that I'm a I'm a very good um, it's uh it's, freestyler. Look, there's like a very useless black female character in it that they shoehorn in and they're afraid to make it the bad guy or whatever. It's like actually J.K. Simmons. Surprise, surprise. J.K. Simmons is the is the bad guy of the movie. Um, but they, they have like a lot of um, 
funny jokes in the movie. And it's kind of, it's, I mean, I checked it out because it reminded me a lot of Roger Rabbit because they mix animation and different styles of animation with um, live action. And uh, it worked. It was effective. And also uh, the original Sonic design is in the movie as a character, which I thought was kind of, See, all right, there's there's joke. two there's two schools here as far as um, using pop culture references and figures. And Disney is guilty of both. They haven't wow. gotten it right in like 35 years, aside from this Chip and Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers movie. Um, but for an, an ugly, atrocious example, uh, it was the Simpsons clip that we played on the show a while back. Do you even remember what episode oh, yeah. that was? Wasn't it just a promo for for no, for Disney the, Plus, the promo with with like the Marvel and all that. They had that Marvel. Ca- they they showed everybody they own in Simpsons form. There were no jokes. It was like a half musical, mm-hmm. half what I don't know what they were going for. It wasn't. It just felt disgusting. It felt like, hey, you know, I like Snickers and I like uh, cinnamon toast crunch, and I also yeah. like uh, uh, apple juice. Why don't I put the put it all in a bowl and I just turn it into a, a cereal of its own? That's what it well, felt that's like what the, watching that. But that's what the Simpsons has have become, right? Sure. It's just like a like a, a shadow of what they used to be, and it's just like living off at. Hey, do you remember what Homer used to be like? He was funny, right? Hey, remember I look Lisa? like a Simpson right now. I got yellow skin. Hey, you're Chinese. <laughs> I am. Listen, you gave that movie four stars. I did. That's, I might look. I might. I might walk that back all, slightly. We we'll, we'll see. Is, I, I have to let it sit for a bit, Hans. That is almost as much as you gave the new Gaspar Noé movie. (laughs) That's as much as you gave the little girl who lives down the lane, which is one that we're going to record in the future, which is very well acted. Um, And you gave the same thing as that. Um, I just just wanted to go through your uh, letterbox to see what's better. Well, don't do that. Hold on. on. We might spoil future episodes here. Manhattan's only half a star better than Chippendale Rescue Rangers. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying these movies are in Listen. competition with one another. All right, what if I go no. watch Shoah and I'm like, wow, that was impressive. Three and a half stars. Does that mean it's a lesser movie than Chippendale Rescue Rangers? No, of course not. They're different well, movies. Well, first of all, first of all, if you watch Shoah, it's like you're ability to withstand Jewish content would be very impressive for me because it's like nine hours of just fucking Jewish pain. So uh, fair. Um, I I guess I'm going to have to watch Chippendale Rescue Rangers because I I was a fan of the cartoon. Like that was my shit when I was like that. Those Disney cartoons and like early Cartoon Network Nickelodeon was what I grew up in. Uh, So uh yeah, I guess I'm going to have... Uh, it's been on Yiffy for a couple of days, and I, I'm just like, I don't... I, I, I guess I would never expect you to be the person that has a positive review about Chippendale. Nah, me either. I don't even like The Lonely Island, to be honest with you. I've never found anything there is even uh, slightly amusing. I guess there were a couple of scenes in Hot Rod I enjoyed, but that was about I love it. Hot Rod. Yeah. Uh, that seems much more up your alley. But no, yeah, I did enjoy Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I don't know what to tell you. Maybe, look, maybe, maybe I'm going to wake up in two and a half weeks and be like, wait a minute, I got tricked. <laughs> You know, that could actually happen. You might hear an episode about three weeks from now where I say, listen, 
I thought about it, and I would like to revoke my opinion on Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Yeah. But I, I listen. I don't think that's the case. I think it's an enjoyable movie. It's not as good as Who Framed Roger Rabbit. You don't have Bob Hoskins, but it's it's good. It's a good movie. They got, and it's not just Disney characters that pop up in that. Um, is it, it's, is it it's a, a wide variety? Good, is it as good or better than the Smurfs movie? I didn't see any Smurfs. I didn't watch the Smurfs. Movies. I'm just starting to think of like whatever whatever they have remade with that type of animation. Uh, I think it's only been the Smurfs, right? Recently, two of them. Is it better than Garfield? You know, <laughs> I didn't even the watch the Garfield, Garfield. Garfield. I'm sure. I'm ah. almost positive it's better than the Garfield movies. Everyone in the chat, would you guys like us to do a, a Garfield one and two retrospective? <laughs> Now, listen, I think you're leaving one out. I think they made one of those. I think they made a direct-to-DVD sequel in that series without Bill Murray. Oh, God, his son of Garfield? <laughs> no, I think they just brought back the original Garfield voice for that, who sounds remarkably like Bill Murray. I think he did the Peter Venkman voice on the real Ghostbusters cartoon. That's how close to Bill Murray's voice it was. Um, what was it? There was Garfield and Garfield, A Tale of Two Kitties. Yeah. Do you remember when when they were trying to do that thing of uh, animals that speak? Because you have that. You had the spy dogs, or was it spy spy dogs? Right. Where it was like the the dogs were the good team, and then the cats were also spies, but they were the bad team. And then you have the one with the hamsters that Zach Galifianakis did did a voice for. That was called like H Force, I think it was, where they sent hamsters to space or something. Yeah. Like I feel like in the two thousands we had like I don't know like five years period of them trying to do that thing again, mm. or maybe it was before because now I'm remembering Stuart Little, right? Ca yeah, Stuart hit. Little was a hit. Cats and Dogs, uh, Cats and Cats Dogs and... Two, That's the Revenge the of. Kitty Galore, I think was the sequel title. Yeah. And uh, my story with that was, I think I was like 10 years old and I wanted to go see Scary Movie 2. And my mom said, all right, let's go see Scary Movie 2. And then the ticket taker, or not the ticket taker, the, the box office person said, wait a minute, this kid's 10 years old. Um, are you sure you want to take him to see Scary Movie 2? We have cats and dogs playing. And my mom said, hmm, you know what? Let me think about that. Why don't we see cats and dogs? I was yeah. fucking pissed. I was pissed. I, now, I probably enjoyed cats and dogs. I was like nine or ten years old yeah. at the time. But goddamn, I wanted to see Scary Movie 2. Now, listen, I, there's a lot of jokes in Scary Movie 2 I wouldn't have gotten, like, cum exploding all over everybody at one point. It's the best one, though. It's the best scary movie. I, I think it's the Is best it? scary movie. I, I think so. It's, it's got Chris, Chris Elliott. Right? Chris Elliott, David yeah. Cross, Tim Curry. The, That's a pretty the good most, cast. The most memorable characters, the most memorable like, like bits. You have the the shorty that rolls, no, no, the the tree rolls him into a joint, right, and smokes him. That's on two. Yeah. Uh, you have the the um, the scene where the Chris Elliott character tries to save David Cross, and David Cross is like, "I don't want to touch your little hand," and he's like, "That's my strong hand." That is funny. Uh, so I don't know. I, I maybe it's because of what I remember from them, but number two is the one that I I remember laughing at the most. Uh, the first one, the first one is good, but I I just think like it felt like 
like an anomaly just because there was nothing like that at the time when it came out. Yeah. But then the second one just had like the, the funniest jokes to think. After the second one, everything just kind of fell apart. It's when, when those guys, like the epic movie guys, I guess, uh, turned that franchise. That's where it died. Shit. Well, uh, I mean, listen, I think yeah. Zucker killed it with Scary Movie 3, in my opinion. I mean, maybe, look, that was a watchable, but they went PG-13 with it, started pulling punches. Uh-huh. And Wayne's brothers had nothing to do with it. Went and did White Chicks and Little Man, all these piece of shit movies instead. Really yeah. tragic outcome for those Wayne's brothers because mm-hmm. it seemed like they had something good going and they, they spoiled it. Well, I can't wait for what the scary movie reboot. Uh, That'll happen, right? Uh, People like this Scream movie. Did you watch the Scream reboot? No. You know, I, I made an effort of... Uh, downloading all of them because i was like i'm sure we'll do a show on it or whatever because i don't know why maybe at some point but of that franchise yeah i started watching the um uh, arquette what's his name david arquette one he's uh, in all of them that okay well the, i might have been the first one and it was so 2000s that it was not enjoyable at all it was very Why? painful that should be a good the thing way... what do you mean no. what do you mean by that I, it, or, first of I all the first scream was 1995 so okay well that the one with drew barrymore right at the beginning right that's yeah that's the original i don't know i couldn't get into it and that's the thing i've never seen any of them so I was like, well, this is a franchise that I, as a, as a horror movie fan, right? I need to know the franchise or whatever. I tried watching the first one and I was like, I, I can't, like, I can't get through it. Uh, I hated everyone. I just wanted everyone to die. So I don't, I don't think I'm, I'm the good target audience for that. But then only because of the new one, I was going to watch the, like the first four, four ones, but I couldn't get through the first one. So I, I don't know. People really like... I've seen all of them. Uh, I was actually excited to check out the the new one, and I checked it out when it went to Paramount Plus, much like Jackass Forever, just to tie it into that. 2022 Paramount films that you can watch right now on Paramount Plus. Uh, and I thought it was bad. I didn't like it, and I was disappointed. And it felt like one of these uh, stabs at, hey, we're bringing back a franchise, and we're going to lean into all of like the nerdy super fan aspects of that as opposed to doing something new and people lied to me people said oh this is new it's its its own thing it really uh is a unique installment in the scream series and i just thought it was a lesser one i disliked it i'm not looking forward to any of the sequels and i thought it wasted look we spoiled plenty tonight about chippendale rescue rangers Uh, i thought it wasted (laughs) a certain character in in the reboot okay and uh it was a Han Solo wing. It's a doofy. Was it? <laughs> I don't know. I want go watch to find out. Uh, anyway, I'm not gonna. Get... I, don't, I don't think anyone in our audience is gonna watch that either. Like, I think I think there's up. plenty of people that would go watch the Scream uh, Five sequel. Anyway, what, listen, what we gotta do, listen. Why do we another show that no one's gonna watch? Just like the one show MTV did that no one watched. Yeah, well, maybe. I mean, I, there, this Scream movie was a hit. People people showed up at the box office to see it. Did you watch this, the show? Because no. I, thought it, I thought it might be interesting when MTV started producing things. And then I realized that what they're doing is pretty much just like lower than CW level production type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Where, where you have the same amount of like soap opera that 
uh, CW does, but, but with like a lower budget, so it's just shitty. Trying to be edgy, but not you know, not being able to do that because it's MTV, and now MTV now is just what reality shows, and and they have a couple of narrative shows. I guess that's it, right? Yeah, I don't I don't watch MTV at all anymore. Uh, I checked out maybe like one or two episodes of the Scream show, and I was already put off by the fact they went with a different mask. They wanted to like make it its own thing. Here's what I oh, do no. like about the Scream show. What is it darker? Is it dirty, a dirty mask now? <laughs> no, it was like less defined. So it was like a white mask, but it was just like a little wispy mouth or something. But what I like about this, here's what I like about the Scream show, having not seen any of it, is that they did two seasons and then they did a third season where like, you know what? Fuck everything with these first two seasons. Let's just dump the entire cast. We're going to do a third season. We're going to put it on VH1, and it's going to be all black. It's going to be all black Scream. And that's what they did. And that was the third season of Scream. They gave it a subtitle and everything. So you know what? They treated it like a slasher film in that regard. Eventually, the slasher film has to go to the hood to survive. That's what we've learned. <laughs> and that was just Scream what did going he... to the hood. Did he just... Did it just become someone just doing magic in the hood and everyone just freaking out? Yeah. Because <laughs> they don't like magic? <laughs> you know, I think I think, uh, I think think we might have reached the end of the show tonight, Hans. I mean, we do have... Listen, if you're tuning in with us right now, we're winding down. Uh, we do have a show, a three-and-a-half-hour show. It's going to premiere at 12.30 Eastern time tonight on the wow. Pope of Greenwich Village, which we did with Jermobi for his show... He's got to change the title. It's a little too similar to my After Dark. Flea Pit After Dark. My show is After Dark Niche Influential Films of the 20th Century, which you can find on patreon.com slash lowers, or it's got its own column here on the channel. Uh, those have production value, unlike this program. The production value here is a couple of off-screen lights and one yeah. lantern that Hans has to keep his, keep his home <laughs> lit. Um, my hut, yeah. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna be doing some Mickey Rourke films on movies in the next month or so. We've got Pope of Greenwich Village that's gonna premiere on this channel in less than an hour, twelve thirty Eastern. We so we had Jermobi on Jeremy K. Brown, he's a director. We had Anthony Cisco, director, actor, writer, podcaster behind Slothcast, um, man who loves the beverage. Some would say. <laughs> Uh, check. I I have acquired his debut features, directorial debut, The Body, which is a very enjoyable. Kind of feels like early seventies New York in some parts, mixed with a little bit of Clerks, yeah. in a good way. And um, he's a very entertaining, amusing actor and a very good director as well. We're going to release that later this year through my yeah. production company, Forgotten Genres. Go to forgottengenres.com if you want to learn more about that. And um, Detective Wolfman. It's also joined us, who is ethnic, and I didn't know that. Hans, you, you <laughs> spoiled that on the show. Hans, you were like, oh, yeah, Detective Wolfman is a black guy. And then everyone was silent for four minutes. <laughs> Honestly, at that point, I think it was very intoxicated, and I was more upset about the fact that he I'm the only person that he does not follow on Twitter. So I wanted to make a point out of that, and then he still did not follow me. So I'm like, this fucking you race stalks him. What is it? Yeah. Is he? What is he? What is he? I don't know. I think. So Cisco you just assumed? You just he... thought? Oh, maybe. Well, I, well, I, I seems... asked Cisco, and he was like, "Yeah, he's black, I think." And I was like, "Okay, cool." Like, so I he doesn't know. know. So it's like it's like that one episode of Seinfeld where Elaine's dating like a guy with curly hair, and she doesn't know. 
Yeah, you don't know. That's but him, but his co-host. Yeah, he could be Jewish. He could be black. (laughs) Could be Puerto Rican. We don't know. What is Detective Wolfman? Everybody in the chat, just give a quick guess. What is Detective Wolfman's ethnicity? Yeah, what race is he? Who does he hate? (laughs) If you didn't talk about your background so much, that would be a great game to play with you because you you could make any sort of guess. The only thing you're definitely not is uh, African. Nah, I don't know. You've got enough of an accent where you could pass as South African, and there could be a black person in the mix there genetically. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Hey, so uh, check that episode out in less than an hour now. That's going to be good stuff. Yeah. Uh, that was a very good discussion. I feel like you and I kind of steamrolled over that episode at points, and it got on people's it. nerves. I think then you yes. didn't stop. I st- I read the room and I was like, all right, I'll back off a little bit. You didn't stop, and people were just kind of like getting annoyed by the last half hour of that. So look for that in the episode. People getting annoyed listen, with Hans. Listen, if you bring me into a show and you don't expect me to have fun, then don't fucking bring me on the show. I I realized that I wanted to, I I was supposed to bring my own fun, so I'm just gonna try to make myself laugh while everyone else is kind of like uncomfortable. Uh, so if you enjoy that, then watch the last half hour of that show, I think, yeah. which is where 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 I thought I had a, a, everyone won over, but I guess I didn't. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's a, it's kind of kind of uh, kind of awkward, yeah. There's some great passive aggressive remarks made towards you that I don't think you caught at all. Because were you drinking on that show? A little bit. Yeah, you were drinking on that show. I Hans was also pressing his mouth up against the microphone and was doing like Sam Hyde style <laughs> ASMR. Like if you ever saw Kickstarter TV, that's what Hans's microphone sounded like. I so, mean, there's there's been a lot of things that you've said I've done in this show that I remember like. Apparently, I flexed on an episode once. That definitely happened. That's available on this channel if anyone wants to check it out. That's the episode we did on Nobody in Hamlet 2 with Tim Stavers. Who, by the way, Tim Stavers hated hated the Northman, said it was ugly, an ugly shot film. He also loved Hamlet 2, though. (laughs) I liked Hamlet 2 when it 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 came out. He was upset that we didn't talk about it enough in that episode. I remember that very vividly when by close to the end of it, he was like, oh, we've barely spoken about this movie. And he's like, what are you, what can you say? And it's, it's, the movie speaks funny. for itself. Yeah. So, it's, you know, you could say. Yeah. So that's a good episode. If you want to see Hans make a fool of himself, uh, just check out the last. <laughs> Let me just give the time oh, codes to all these unflattering moments featuring Hans. I think that's like 20, 20 minutes to the end where I didn't yeah, even catch should... on that you were drinking. And then I was like, wait a yeah. minute, you look really shiny tonight, Hans. It's usually around like the 90 minute time. That's when it all falls apart. Right. Which we passed yeah. nine minutes ago. So that's <laughs> the end of movies for this week. Uh, we're going to do another episode tomorrow. It's going to be Patreon only. If you guys are still checking us out and you're not subscribed to the $5 tier on Patreon, go to yeah. patreon.com slash We've got like four or five episodes that are already done, recorded, and hanging out there uh, that are not going to be on the feed because we're done for the month. We're going to put out maybe like a couple of preview episodes, but we need to up the amount of patrons if we're going to continue to do two a week. That's the thing. Yeah. 
it, it takes up a you know people don't think it takes up a lot of time. It does take up a lot of time. Uh, watching movies takes up as much time as doing this damn show. So if you want to do that, helps keep everything going. Helps keep Hans's one light on and his family fed. You don't understand that five dollars a month, and that is what I pay Hans is five dollars a month. Uh, he gets the he gets one patron. He gets one patron's fee for every yeah. month of the show he does, more or less. And uh, if that can feed his family for almost a year. That's not true. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> not true at all. But let's say, yes, I'm one of those children in Honduras where you can give like 75 cents a month and feel good about yourself because you uh, adopted a little Honduran boy. That's that's me. If you go to patreon.com slash lowres and adopt adopt me, a thirty six year old man. <laughs> that's right. So it's a feel good cause for everybody. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna try to move away from Patreon soon and have a subscription set up uh, through the either Forgotten Genres website or uh, my original website, which is currently uh, deactivated at this time. It's offline for now as we renovate it but uh we'll see what happens we'll see what the future holds uh thank you guys for joining us for our first live broadcast on youtube in four three five six years seven twelve years wow. now it's yeah. been a while and I had hair. Uh, literally yeah, i had hair i mean you could just you could just <laughs> you could just grow that out a little bit and just no. make it not seem like mm. it's been that long no. That's a very Johnny Knoxville move is to shave your head so you're bald before, no, before the show. I I gave it a week after I've shaved my head and I I look like I'm going through chemo. Like it's it's a horrendous like, like I'm at a point now where because I've shaved my head, if I let it grow, I can't allow anyone to see me for like three, four months until it grows into like a human uh uh size uh I guess length, because otherwise it just it just looks like I'm going through like Chernobyl radiation shit. So uh, I'm I'm kind of kind of stuck with the bald thing for for the uh, near future, I guess. See, I don't believe that's entirely self-imposed because everybody thinks you look better and more youthful when you grow your hair out all the way. Except apparently, people in Costa Rica. All right, how about this? I'll grow my hair for the next two weeks. And we're recording because I, I shaved today because I wanted to look good for this. I don't know. I don't know why. For all the females that follow us, right? All the <laughs> fucking. Uh, anyway, there, there's uh, some. There are some. There are, there yeah. are maybe under 10. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'd have to, you know, right. do a so I want it. So I wanted. See. So I so I wanted to look good, look good to not get bullied. And uh, and I had left her for about a week and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm I'm. I'm stuck because I'm at a point where it's starting to gray out too. So it's like if I just let it out, oh, no. I might ju I might just Johnny Knoxville myself, and uh, that would be worse. So uh, yeah, I, I I could try. I'll I'll let it grow for a couple of weeks, three See, weeks. I don't think uh, I don't my... think we're talking about a couple of weeks. So when it, when it's a couple of weeks, it does look rough because then it's just like patchy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just you know, Earl sweatshirt hair essentially. Uh, what you need is like a good five to seven Six months. months. Yeah, five right. to seven months, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then I show up my Otis from Devil's Rejects hair. Yeah. So if you have luck. any grooming uh, tips for Hans, if you want to leave those, go to patreon.com slash Laura's and leave them in the comment section. All right. That's yeah. been the episode for this week. Tune in to Pope of Greenwich Village. We're going to be premiering that in less than 50 minutes. And uh, we'll hopefully see you then. Enjoy the show. And thank you for listening.